0: It has been a minute. Man, it's been a minute. I mean, if I think back, I feel like the last time I did an episode here was probably about three years ago, like three years ago to the month. That's a big deal. That's a big gap in time. And what's interesting is, you know, I guess I didn't realize when I first started the podcast that it was going to be such a major commitment. You know, when I first started, my intention with the podcast was to produce one episode a week for 12 months. One episode a week for a year seemed doable. And then at the end of that first year, I was going to decide if this was something that I wanted to continue or not. And I got like five, six, seven episodes in and I realized something. Oh my gosh, this is way more of a process than I thought. This is way more time intensive than I thought. And with everything else that was going on uh, in my life at the time, I I didn't quite prioritize all the time that was required to really make these episodes thoughtful, uh, to make them worth listening to, you know, because I think that I want to make sure that everything that I put out into the world, uh, is good, is relatable, is, uh, Quality because I think that um, if you're going to come and listen to me ramble on for an hour or whatever it may be, or if you're going to watch a video of mine, or if you're going to buy a program of mine, you know, I want it to be valuable. And I guess I just didn't expect that much time to be required of me. And so they kind of just fell off. And interestingly enough, I've learned a lot about myself in the past three years since my last episode. And I've realized one thing in particular. Um, I want to do a lot of stuff. Like I want to be a part of a lot. I want to be a part of the, the ultra running community. I want to be a part of the podcast and, and, and interview community. I want to be a part of the Instagram and Facebook and YouTube community, but man, you can get spread pretty thin when you're doing it all yourself. And as of this moment, you know, I've got a couple people that are really doing a good job of making sure that, um, the things we put out into the world are good. Um, but a lot of it falls on me. And what I've learned over the past three years is that if I want to continue to produce high quality, high value information and resources for people, then, um, I, a need to get more help, but B, I also just need to, um, I just need to get clear on what those things are that are going to be able to help the most people and like where am I going to be most helpful. And I think that one of those big areas for me is podcasting, whether it's being interviewed on another show or me just doing these solo episodes like I've done so far. And so moving forward, um, I'm really looking forward to diving back into this and really being committed to this and uh, making sure that everything that we put out there is really good. So I guess to kind of give you like a an overview on things that have been going on since the last episode to now, which have actually kind of been a lot, um, I, I took some time to write out this list. And one thing about me that that I know to be true is that I typically don't celebrate on the things that I've done enough. And I think that's partially just because I'm always working on something or I'm always like trying to, trying to improve my life or my situation or my business. And I feel like there isn't a lot of time for reflection. And, and after writing this list, I kind of sat with it for a minute and realized like, wow, I've, I've actually got a lot done like a, a lot more than I have given myself credit for. So this was actually really good for me to write this list out, but I kind of wanted to share a few of these things um, since. Um, the first one here is I transitioned away from American Ninja Warrior. You know, I think that for a, a lot of the, the, the people that are listening to this right now, you may have not known but, uh, for the past five years from like 2015 until now, um, I had been training and competing on the NBC show, American Ninja Warrior. And it's been a, a really good experience. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it's r- introduced me to a lot of really cool people with a lot of really cool stories. And you know me, I'm a sucker for a good story. And so Ninja Warrior was a great platform for that, but it was also really cool because it's, it allowed me to kind of like channel my inner child <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of felt like you're playing on a big, like adult, like playground, you know, swinging from stuff and hanging and jumping. And so Ninja Warrior was such a good experience for me. Um, but it just came to a point where like, I like I fell out of love with it, I think is the best way to put it. And I'll give you an example. I remember one day in training, like right, right before the point that I I decided to stop training for it, I was I was uh, I was in the gym. I was training for ninja, and while I was in there training for ninja, I I was kind of thinking to myself, like, man, I wish I was out running in the mountains. and uh immediately like the a light bulb went off you know how like in despicable me when the has a big idea and he like looks all sinister and the camera zooms in on his face and he says light bulb (laughs) like that's what happened with me in that moment and what i realize is like wow if i'm in here doing a thing but in my head and in my heart I'm wishing I was out doing something else. Maybe that's something that I should pay attention to. Maybe that's something that I need to be leaning in on a little bit more. You know, and as a little sidebar here, I would encourage you to do the same thing. Like maybe listen to some of those, some of those inner conversations and dialogue that you've been having with yourself lately. And maybe there's something that comes up for you here. Maybe there's a situation right now in your life that you wish you could be doing differently. And maybe you have the capacity to do it differently, but maybe you're just not applying yourself in that area. That was a big takeaway for me. Maybe there's something there for you. So anyhow, coming back to Ninja Warrior. Um, yeah, I just realized like I, I wished that I was out running in the mountains instead. And I kind of laughed to myself thinking like, man, you know what? I've had a good run with Ninja Warrior. I've been on the show a couple times. I've had my episodes aired on TV. It's been really cool. I've actually completed the course, got to hit the buzzer and run up the wall and smokes all around me and people are screaming. Like I really got to do a lot with it and had some really cool memories with it. So at that time, I realized, like, okay, maybe it's time to do something different. So I did. I stepped away from it. The second thing that has happened since then is uh, I took a self-care trip. You know, I took a self-care trip to, uh, to Jamaica, and this is something that I typically do every year. Um, usually I go with Gabriella, but this time I wanted to do it a little bit differently. You know, in Jamaica, uh, for those that don't know, um, I'm Rasta, I'm Rastafarian, and um, I have a community of people that I stay with in Jamaica, in the Blue Mountains, which is right outside of Kingston. And once a year, I go out and I stay with my community. And, you know, I do a lot of different things from farming to, to growing to cooking to uh, worshipping. To I mean, there's just so much going on out there to running and a lot of different things. And uh, I went out there on a solo trip, because I was kind of at a point where things were really starting to change. And I was kind kind of going through this, this period where I was unsure about a couple big things. One of them was, um, things with my daughter, you know, at at the time, like to give you a little bit of a backstory, uh, I came into my kid's life when she was about a year old, you know, a really young little thing. And, uh, her mom and I were together for a lot of years and after we had separated her mom and I, um, what I found is that our relationship between my kid and I was, was really, really good despite what was going on. And it, and it kept on that way for quite a while. But I realized that right before I took this trip, things had kind of gone awry, I guess is a good way to put it. Like, I guess the, the dynamic of the relationship was changing because she was getting to that point where now she was at the time, 11 years old. And prior to that, Those 11 years, I mean, this girl was on my hip. She was always wanting to do what I was doing. She was my training partner Ninja Warrior. Anytime I was doing pull-ups in the garage, she was out doing pull-ups in the garage. Like, we did everything together. We were dancing, singing. We went running together. Like, we were besties, right? But then, when she turned 11, things kind of changed. You know, she started to develop her own interests and hobbies and friends circle. And what I started to notice was the relationship starting to uh, distance. Uh, We started finding distance between us a little bit. Uh, There was still that love for sure, but she just wanted to do more of her own thing. And that was really difficult for me at the time. I think it was just because I had never experienced it before, just being so close with Um, with my kid. And all of a sudden, like I started to see a degree of separation, but it was really difficult for me. So I took this self-care trip because I wanted to be able to get my head out of what was going on, get up there with my community, way high up in the blue mountains and just kind of reflect and reason on what was going on and how I could learn from this transitionary period in my life with my kid and with a couple other things. And I was actually able to like really find some clarity around this situation and really like leave Jamaica feeling good about where things were with the relationship with my kid. And and I think the biggest thing that I realized is that, uh, as much as she's my baby, as much as she's my little girl, she's not mine. <laughs> and I know that may sound simple, but it, it really took me, uh, it really took me to going to another corner of the world and sitting on the mountain at 8,000 feet and, and realizing that she, she is my baby, but she isn't mine. Like I don't have, she is not my possession. She is not mine. She does not belong to me. Um, and therefore I have to be okay with the fact that she's going to get to a point where she's going to have her own interests that do not include me she's going to have her own friends where I'm not going to be the cool guy anymore. I'm not going to always be the one that has to be around or she's going to want to do her own thing. And, and when I realized that, like a lot of things changed and I came back from Jamaica feeling really good about where I was. And since then, my relationship with her has been extraordinary. Um, We've actually got closer despite not spending as much time together And, uh, and, and that's been huge. So that was another thing (sighs) after that, um, I got through with Ninja warrior. I got back from Jamaica and I started thinking to myself, like, what's next? You know, what is that next thing for me? Because uh, something I know to be true about myself is I love having a project. I love, I love working towards something. I love the process of things. And so I thought, well, if I'm not doing Ninja, but I still love running what if I just started training, like official training, not just like casually hobbyist running, but legit training for, uh, for a race, and not just like any 5K or 10K, uh, but let's skip all of those levels in between, and oh, I got it. Let's train for a 100-mile race, <laughs> because that seems logical, right? That's what most people do when they first start out something new. Oh, let's just skip 10 levels, and let's do the 100-mile race. And at this time, I'd never officially ran a 10K. I'd never officially ran a, a half marathon or a full marathon in a race. I just kind of just ran up in Glacier Park. It's what I've been doing for the past seven years. So I just figured, okay, well, I guess I guess this is what it is. So I hired a coach. And for the entirety of 2020, I dedicated myself to training for a 100-mile mountain race in a triple canopy jungle in Hawaii, it's called the hurt 100, arguably one of the top five hardest races in the world. And I just thought to myself like, all right, well, this will be a good challenge. (laughs) And I think sometimes my, my naivety gets the best of me because, um, this was a tough, tough race. Now we all know what happened in 2020. Things got a little weird. And so my race ended up being canceled about halfway through my training cycle around June of 2020. And so I kind of had to pivot and I found another race in, in Arizona, which was also a hundred mile race that I was training for. So I just continued on my training there, but 2020 was interesting because not only was I training for, uh, for this race that now became the Arizona 100 miler. Um, but I also bought a ranch, you know, and to give you a little bit of a backstory here in 2016 is when I really started taking my, adulting seriously. (laughs) It's, it was that time where I was like, okay, I need to pay off my credit card debt. I need to start saving money. I need to start living for tomorrow and not just for today. And I also need to rebuild my relationship with money. And at that time I did a little bit of daydreaming and I was like, you know what? Okay. What are the things that I want to be actively working towards right now? And one of those things was, I don't want to live in the city anymore. And so I wrote myself a letter in 2016. I said, you know what? I'm going to live in the mountains of Montana without neighbors. I'm going to have a beautiful log archway. I'm going to have trees all around. I'm going to have mountain views. I'm going to have water access. I'm going to have all these different things. And I wrote myself this letter. And in May of 2020, um, right when things started to get weird, I saw that dream come true. I fulfilled that letter. And I bought myself a beautiful ranch about 30 minutes from uh, the nearest city, the nearest big city. And I've been living here ever since. And it's been an incredible transition in life because so much has happened. You know, and if I just think about like some of the things that I've done to the ranch since buying it, um, it just kind of like leaves me wowed because for the entire year from let's say May to now which is you know May of 2021 I've spent 12 hard months cleaning the place up and rebuilding it and restoring it um I put a brand new fence that spans the entire width of the property I installed a uh, a beautiful big log archway that comes right down from the road into the main driveway. It's absolutely beautiful. That was something that I wrote about. I made that happen. It feels, feels really good cause it's just such a wonderful way to, to set the tone for the whole property in itself. Um, I did a bunch of other stuff. Like, let's see, what else is on my list here? I put new doors all the way around the house, painted them, made them beautiful. Um, all of the acreage here, um, was kind of like overgrown. There was a lot of like dead and standing trees, a lot of trees that were just laying on the ground. I have cut, split and cleaned up all 7 acres of the property, soon to be 10 acres, and I've literally cleaned everything up now. There's not a tree standing that doesn't belong. There's not a stick <laughs> in the forest that doesn't belong. Like I've I've literally went out and raked all seven acres, and then burned all the sticks and burned all the stuff that didn't belong. I've I've literally just went out there like a maniac for the past 12 months and made that happen. And as I look out over the property right now from from the window that I'm sitting in front of, it's absolutely beautiful. I've got three deer that I'm looking at. I've got clean property, beautiful green grass. I can see some of the smaller trees growing in right now. I mean, it's just a it's been such a labor of love, and I think there's like something there that's really special, when you become a steward of the land and you take ownership and responsibility of something that uh, that continues to to regenerate itself day after day, year after year. Which is the land, you know. Mother Nature will always take it back over, and and I feel like one of the cool things about Mother Nature is that. As she continues to take back what she started, um, it gives us an opportunity to help her in that process to to really just understand her better. I know that may sound kind of uh, kind of strange, but I feel like I've got a better understanding of who she is by cleaning her forest and tending to the land and um, you know just making it healthier. You know, here's a perfect example of that. As I've cleaned up the forest floor and I've got rid of all the sticks and the the dead trees that have just been lying around, you know what I've noticed? I've noticed different species of birds that prior to this, I'd never seen around here before. Like I'm literally creating better thrivable habitats for other species of wildlife just by cleaning up the forest floor. You know, something else that I've noticed around here too is um, the plant life. I'm starting to see wildflowers in places that I didn't see last summer. And that's all because of the work that we've been doing here. And so, again, I think that there's something really special to be um, to be experienced by owning property and tending to the land. And, you know, it's just one of those things that um, we've kind of gotten away from. And I'm just grateful to, to be able to be out here and to be a part of that and to have a place in the world that I can kind of call my own. So anyhow, it's been a labor of love and I'm fully, fully on board with it. Uh, I bought a new truck. Uh, I I don't know why this is on my list. I I don't feel like it should because I really don't care about cars at all. But I, I do say it because it feels good to be back in a truck. Because prior to this, I'd own a couple SUVs, but there's something about being in a truck, driving down a dirt road, sun's out, dust is flying everywhere, you got your music on loud, windows down. There's just something about that that just feels like, just feels like home. And uh, it, yeah, so... Getting a new truck, I think, is kind of a cool thing. It makes getting up these mountain roads a lot easier because if you, if I didn't mention before, I live at the top of a mountain, so it could be kind of uh, kind of be tricky in some SUV or smaller type of car. What else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, I did some more adult stuff. Um, I got health insurance. Gabriella was nagging me to get health insurance because of all the random and wild stuff I do all the time I spend in the mountains. So I guess. Getting health insurance is important. I got life insurance for the same reasons. Uh, I don't even know why that's on the list either. Oh, I did join up with FitCon. Now I've done two FitCon events since last year. We did one in Utah last August. I just got back from doing one in uh, in Dallas, Texas, a couple weeks ago. FitCon is rad. And the reason I love FitCon so much is that FitCon does things so much different than ever before. Look, I've done fitness expos in Los Angeles. I've done fitness expos in Las Vegas. I've gone to these trade shows and and expos where they're always indoors. And it's interesting because when you're doing these indoors, there's always a ton of people. There's always a big line for everything. You're on like that hard concrete floor all day. Everybody's got the protein farts because there's bros and chit and 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 shakes and uh, like all this food and snacks everywhere. So everyone's just like farting up a storm in this building. The the bathrooms are always on the complete opposite side from wherever you're standing. Trust me, I've been there. Fitcon does their stuff outdoors. And it's such a breath of fresh air. Uh no pun intended, peep my dad jokes. I know. I have more, trust me. It's such a breath of fresh air because you're all outdoors and there's live music and there's people everywhere and everyone's spread out and it has like this this music festival kind of vibe. You know, I remember when we were in Utah doing FitCon last August, man, um, I was out there and I was hanging out with the DJ when we were doing our speaker panels and such. And I was like, DJ, could you put on like some, I don't know, like some reggae music or something, hoping that maybe I'd get like a song or two in rotation. He goes off for like two hours straight, straight reggae music. I got my shoes off, I'm in the grass, I'm in the sun getting a, a nice tan, and I'm thinking to myself, like, is this the future of fitness events? Because if it is, I'm all in. And so I've been with FitCon now for the past two events. We've got another event in a couple of weeks. We're going to be back in Utah. I hope I get to see some of you guys there. Um, but FitCon is so awesome. If you get a chance, um, please come out to one of the events. You will not regret it. It's so much fun. We did... Utah and Dallas this year, 2021, and I know that we've got other locations too. So we're going to continue to grow this thing so that uh, we can just really like connect and build community between people in the industry because it's so much fun. So FitCon was really cool too. Um, another thing, I built a gym. Here's a cool story. When I was 15, 14 or 15 actually, I discovered the weight room through playing high school football. And I realized, like, at that time, I was kind of like a skinny, undersized, freckle-faced kid. And I needed to put on a little bit of size and get a little bit of strength if I was going to play football. So I found the weight room at school. And it was like this small, rectangular-sized building. It had, like, I don't know, like, musty old machinery, like like rusted plates i remember there being like these tattered old posters on the wall this cheesy broken down stereo and it quickly became like my place of peace and it quickly became my church in a lot of ways but what's interesting about that gym as i was getting stronger and and really just falling in love with fitness and working out and training was that uh I wanted my own space. You know, I wanted to have my own space with my own equipment that I could design the way I want to, that I could play my music as loud as I want. And I remember telling myself when I was 15, I'm like, you know what? One day I'm going to have this, but it's going to be mine. And I'm going to build it the way I want. And I'm going to play my music as loud as I want. And you know what? I'm going to play Tupac as loud as I want. I remember saying that. I'm going to play Tupac as loud as I want. And so I built this gym on top of what used to be an old vegetable garden that I relocated to another area of the ranch. And we did it from the ground up. Poured the concrete, framed it in, sided it, finished off the interior, hung the mirrors, put the the turf down, the rubber floors down, put the big stereo in there. And interestingly enough, we finished that gym on my 35th birthday, which was March 21st, 2001. And on my birthday was the first day that I was actually able to get a full workout in there. And you bet your ass I put Tupac on loud as I could. And I just sang my heart out to California love. And man, that felt good to see another one of those dreams come true that I had thought of and dreamed of for so long. It took me 20 years to build my own gym, to have my own facility, but I got it. And that just feels really good. You know, when you can have a a clear vision about something, a clear idea of something that you want to have, and you continue to work towards making it happen. It may take 20 years. It may take a hundred years, who knows? But what's important to me is that I made it happen. And and I hope that there's something there for you to take away as well. You know, if there's something that you're working towards right now that doesn't seem to be happening fast enough, you know, I, I think that what can really help you here is to look at it and understand that everything is a process. And if you can shift your focus from the end result to appreciating the process and the day in and the day out struggles or the sacrifices that you'll have to make or the discipline that you're going to have to create. If you can shift your focus and your happiness to being uh, around your day-to-day actions, I think that it can help to keep you a little bit more focused, a little bit more driven, a little bit more uh, motivated to see it through. And that only happens when you shift your focus from the outcome to the process. And that's exactly what I did with the gym. And that's one of the biggest reasons why, um, you know, I'm here at the ranch today and, and it's just a really cool feeling to know that I made those sacrifices to get through it. And I know that you can too. So just a cool thing. Uh, what else? I feel like I'm just rambling, sharing my highlight reel, but I launched like seven different programs, you know, for those that don't know, um, I like to, I like to create programs. I think that as a coach, as a trainer, um, that's my superpower is creating great programs that get people great results. So I did a hip mobility program. I did a, an athlete program that can be done in a gym. I did an at home athlete program that could be done at your house. Uh, I did a, a whole course on how to run better, how to breathe better, how to move better what to be focusing on, uh, you know, mindset, different shoes and like what shoes to buy. And, you know, I I did this big course that has a lot of people uh, really excited about. I also did like a 5K plan and a 10K plan and an equine plan. I Actually, like just released that um, today, actually, um, at the time of this recording, which uh, is a four-week program to help people who want to be more confident, strong and stable in the saddle. And that came with uh, you know all of my years of training horses and riding bulls in a in a different chapter of my life, and so all of these programs have been really fun to write. Um, man, so going back to that race in in Arizona that I was telling you about, so I trained for the entire twenty twenty, right? So twenty twenty one came around, January of twenty one came around, and uh, I went down to Arizona and I ran this hundred mile race, or plan to run this, <laughs> this hundred mile race. It actually went really well, to be honest with you up until that point to give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, I had never ran more than like 38 miles in my life. Um, and I did that here in Glacier Park, Montana. So when I got to Arizona, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm at sea level. That really isn't a ton of elevation here. I'm going to be, I think I'm going to do pretty well here. Now, granted, 100 miles is still 100 miles, okay? So whether you're doing it at elevation or whether you're doing it at sea level or it's all downhill, it's still 100 miles. And I had a really good experience despite the fact that I didn't complete the 100 miles. Um, In 23 hours, I completed 71.3 miles before my body physically just stopped. It just collapsed. It just shut down. It said, you know what, Dan? I think we're done here. <laughs> it was really done. And I've discussed this in in much more detail on a couple different podcasts, one that I did with Rob Bailey and another one that I did with Matt Vincent. And uh, there's a link in my bio on my Instagram account, Roster Runner, at Roster Runner with an underscore where you can listen to those podcasts in detail. But it was a really cool experience. I had a great time in Arizona, and it really just motivated me to come back and train and and you know work even harder so that one day, I'm gonna be able to get that. So what I've done and prepared for this year, now that I've been back for a few months from Arizona, is refocused a little bit, talked with my coach, and what we're doing now is we're running a bunch of 50-mile races throughout the year, and the next 100-mile attempt that I have is going to be back in Arizona next January for a little bit of revenge, and I'm going to win. I'm going to finish the 100-mile race. I have no choice, and I know that it's going to take me to – rise to another level of discipline and commitment to get there. Um, But you know what? I'm willing to do that because I identify as being a winner. I don't lose. I only learn. And what I learned were several things about the race in Arizona that prevented me from finishing. And every one of those things, I'm taking into account for this year in preparation for the event. So it's going to be good. I just finished my first 50K of the season. Uh, I don't know why I'm sharing that one either. It was kind of cool, actually. I did a Spartan race here in Montana and it was like two weeks ago. It was 32 miles. I think there was like 14,000 feet of total elevation, which breaks down to like roughly 8,000 feet of elevation gain. So it was a ton of climbing. Um, and I got this really cool buckle. and it's still so funny to me that I I'm in a sport where when you run really far and finish you get a belt buckle it's not even a rodeo sport I'm not riding a horse I'm not riding bulls but you get a belt buckle for running really far it's crazy to me um but anyhow that felt really good to get a 50k under my belt um and another thing that has really helped me to to be prepared for this year in training has been a couple big partnerships that I've had. One of which has been with Eat Right Foods. And what Eat Right Foods does is they deliver um, delicious meals to my house on my doorstep every Wednesday of every week. And it's so nice to be able to just have my food prepared for me because I'm a busy guy, right? Like I talked about that earlier. I've always got so much going on. I always have to have a project and it's just nice to know that. You know, I can rely on somebody to prepare this food for me. And it has made my training easier. It's made my life easier. It's it's taken the weight off of um, our shoulders at home. We're not cooking as often as we were before, which is nice as well, especially on those busier days. So that partnership with Eat Right Foods um, has been paramount in in my successes so far this year in training. But I also partnered with AbMAT. And this is a company that creates different type of fitness equipment. And I've been using a lot of their products in the gym from the medicine balls to the plyo boxes. Um, and a few of the other smaller things that I've used as well that have just kind of made training more fun. They're built well, they're, they're made by a, an American company. When I call them, I get to a person immediately, which I love. I don't get like a hotline or a, you know, like a chat forum with someone in another country. No disrespect to others in another country. But it's just nice to call somewhere when I have a question and get a human right away. And so AbMet has also been a really cool partnership to have. But you know, I'm feeling really good about where things are right now. You know, all of those things, that highlight reel that I just went over, it all feels really good. I feel like I'm in a really good place in my life right now. I feel like I have a lot going on and I have a lot of things that have been happening and a lot of lessons that I've learned in the past few years. And I just really want to share those with you now. I feel like I have the capacity to do so and I have the desire to do so. So if it's okay with you, uh, I'd love to continue to put these episodes out in the world for you, wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or through Apple Podcasts or wherever it is. Um, my commitment moving forward is to just do these regularly and hope that along the way there's some story or something that's happened to me that you can learn from that will ultimately lead you to living a better life, a healthier life, a happier life, a more vibrant life, whatever that looks like for you. I just want to be a part of it in some way, if possible. So let me know over on Instagram on, on how I can help, you know, topics that you'd like me to go over guests that you'd like me to have on, uh, let me know, send me a, send me a message or, you know what, even better, just drop me a comment on my latest post that you heard this episode or tag me on Instagram that you're listening to this. All of that will just kind of help me to realize and just to know that uh, that what I'm doing is helping. So again, I hope this was helpful in some way. I'm excited to be back. Podcasting is so fun for me, man. So I appreciate you for being here. Appreciate you for listening. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) Ha ha ha.